I'd been meaning to put up our interviews and all these other special talks uh, about catch wrestling up on some sort of uh, podcast platform, and I'd actually been looking around, and um, now I think Anchor.fm is uh, probably one of the best bets for you. Uh, you the inter- user interface has actually gotten much better. Um, it's free. They also have all these different tools, that, which I think work much better than they used to, uh, to edit and everything, so you can uh, put up a nice podcast, which we'll get more into later, so hopefully everything gets smoother later on. Um, also, they distribute your podcast for you, so it shows up on Spotify, Apple, uh, Google Podcasts, everything like that, and you can also get sponsorships. So uh, go ahead and check it out. Where we keep real wrestling alive. Welcome. Thank you for um, listening or watching. Uh, we're here for you, and we're basically we're trying to give people a better understanding as to what authentic catch wrestling is. So thank you for uh, you know just being here. Uh, no matter how you're here, whether it's just uh, listening to audio or watching video, we're also on Twitch. Uh, we also put this up um, available in podcast form as well. Wherever you get your podcast from, you can find us, Catch Wrestling Alliance Pod. Um, so we should be pretty easy to find. Um, so without further ado, let's go ahead and talk about what happened. Right. So in the UFC over the past weekend, uh, there was a match, uh, Shevchenko versus um, Andrade. So you have two dominant MMA fighters, and um, I think a lot of people were uh, maybe thinking that things might go a little bit differently because Andrade is a jiu-jitsu black belt, but it didn't. So what did we see? We saw a woman, Shevchenko, who is not necessarily credited as being a wrestler, um, she's actually more of a striker, and even if you look up her her like statistics and all that, she's credited as being um, uh, more of a Muay Thai and Taekwondo artist, but she's also a Judo practitioner. And we'll go ahead and get to that later, but what really won her this match was the wrestling ability. And so when you hear the the commentary from... Uh, like Daniel Cormier, um, you know, basically it is, is wrestling, right? So, but the thing is, um, Shevchenko used the takedowns, which could be considered wrestling, or some people could consider it um, judo. But the, the, the main thing is that, like, uh, if you're upright, and, and so MMA kind of lends itself to be uh, like a better uh, situation to get these these judo type takedowns because in judo a lot of times you'll you'll want to be more upright in actual wrestling competition you're not going to want to stand up straight so much right but when you have uh, an mma situation where they're striking your your bodies or our bodies will naturally start to go a little bit more upright so we can throw hands better and stuff like that so uh, that's kind of what happens in mma so that kind of lends itself uh, to be dominated, at least with regards to takedowns, by judo practitioners. Right, that's why Ronda Rousey did so well uh, up until she got uh, figured out by strikers. Right, so uh, that upright stance kind of lends itself to be uh, like 
favorable for judo practitioners. But when you do that judo takedown, really it can be considered a wrestling takedown as well. If you do these different takedowns, most of the time, or at least quite a large percentage of the time, you'll end up past someone's guard when you land, right? So you take them down, you land on top of them, and that's the goal. You want to land on top of the person, uh, and chances are you'll be past their legs. So using the terminology of jiu-jitsu, you'll be past their guard, and that allows you to really be dominant, right? So you don't have their legs uh, trying to defend you, d- defend against you or try to keep space from you. Uh, you can actually then you can then go for that pin, right? So this, this is the point that I want to make, right? So Shevchenko basically pinned uh, the opponent, right? And was able to get a finish because of that whole pinning pressure, right? Right. So that pinning pressure was what allowed her to get like that crucifix type position and just end the fight. And so let's go ahead and just show that to you right here. So I'm going to pull it up. Uh, I saved it for you guys so you guys can see. So go ahead and check it out. All right. All right. So hopefully you saw that and uh, hopefully you got a chance to kind of see what I'm talking about. So I was talking about getting that takedown, right? So you have the upright position, right? Even uh, using the knees or a lot of times even when you're putting pressure on someone against the cage, right? How Andrade was doing that. Uh, Shevchenko was able to use knees and stuff to basically keep the person upright, keep her upright, and then use like a really cool kind of lateral drop to get to get um, to get her down. And then, but you see how when they both landed, uh, on, um, Shevchenko was already past the legs, right? So past the guard, right? And then kept that pinning pressure, so pinned her down, and then was able to get that mounted crucifix type position and you know, there was no escape from there and it was avail- uh, basically just ended up um, getting that TKO win, I guess, or basically that stoppage, right? So these are, these are the types of things that I'm talking about when I'm talking about pinning, right? So uh, there's that whole rhyme right, in, in wrestling where, you know, talk about like pinning is winning, right? So a lot of times that's what it is. It's, it's not only just like winning wrestling matches, but in this case, it's winning uh, MMA matches as well, right? So why is it winning when there's no pin finishes in MMA? It's because you control the person, right? And that's the point. You're able to control the person. Uh, you know, they're not able to get up. They're not able to get out from underneath you, right? That is very important. And that will lead you many times to win your match, regardless of whether it's jujitsu or MMA. Um, we do have a lot of these, uh, people who are good in jujitsu, like, especially like Nogi and stuff that are, uh, good at top pressure or top game, uh, they'll, they'll win. I mean, you can win. That is a winning strategy, right? There are some people who are really good at doing submissions from underneath, uh, and that's totally fine. But what I'm talking about here is a little bit more of a wrestling oriented, uh, point of view. So that's what I want to highlight. So, um, but it's not like this is the only case. I think. But the thing is, um, this fight is an example of what happens. And I think a lot of times uh, in our society, <laughs> people are a little too jujitsu oriented, especially based on your guys' comments, right? Um, you guys see, you come from this kind of orientation uh, because jujitsu has become kind of like mainstream. 
Um, so then you don't see these other things that are happening or you think it's all part of jujitsu or something like that. So uh, I think that's something that is worth talking about and, and it's worth pointing out that uh, these, there's these other things that are going on, like these great takedowns, right, that you're not seeing in uh, jiu-jitsu competition, even high-level jiu-jitsu competition. A lot of times people are just going straight to seated, right? So that's why I want to point these things out to you. So great takedowns, right? So it would be wrestling, kind of judo-type things. And then quite often, when you get that takedown, you end up past their guard, right, just naturally when you both fall down. And then you're able to pin the person, keep them down, and you can set up your finish, whether it be it's like an MMA where you can do the TKO, or uh, you can set up all kinds of submission holds, right? So um, whether it be uh, like chokes or whatever, whatever, whatever you're competing in, whether it's like nogi or um, other types of grappling competitions, uh, you can set up those types of submission holds uh, according to whatever you're doing. Right, uh, in MMA, I was actually re. I think this this can show, uh, or at least this fight that I'm talking about uh, right now can show a very good example about why you want to stay on top, uh, why like takedowns are great, you know, and uh, it can show maybe more of a realistic point of view or a realistic perspective about fighting in general, um, where you don't just want to like pull guard or whatever, you know, you don't just want to fall down, especially if you fall down onto your own back, right? So that's probably not the most ideal thing, right? So uh, it's maybe it's more ideal, like if you're in a jiu-jitsu competition, totally fine. Um, but because like everything's, uh, you got a nice mat, you got everyone who's kind of, uh, kind of understands what you're doing. But uh, say like in an MMA situation, it's not always the best things. And it's also... Uh, can fatigue you if you're on if you're on bottom, right? There's been a big thing that I've talked about here where farmer burns. So even back in the early 1900s, people knew that being underneath can it should be almost like a punishment, right? So people can always or people can still find really cool techniques that they can be doing right if they are underneath um, to kind of reverse somebody, get out from underneath. Uh, do really cool submission holds or counter submission holds or or reversals where it leads to you pinning that person even though you started it off uh, underneath. Um, totally fine. But then say like what Farmer Burns was talking about, and I think I talked about it a, a couple weeks ago, uh, where he was talking about like if you're the person on top, then you want to make sure that you use your weight and you use gravity against the person on bottom to fatigue them. Right, so it's, he 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 makes the analogy about working out. Right, so if you push their head down, uh, then they're going to resist you. They're going to try to pop their head back up. So you push it down again, and that basically what he ends up saying is that a person can only do so many reps. Right, so you push them down, and they they resist you and bring their head back up. They've they've lifted say like eighty pounds of pressure, and like how many times can you do that before you before you've lifted thousands of pounds? And usually when you get into that, that kind of range, you're going to fatigue. Your muscles are going to fatigue and they won't be able to lift anymore. They won't be able to, they won't be able to resist anymore. Um, so in catch wrestling, there wasn't these time limits like in MMA or 
uh, even wrestling nowadays um, or jujitsu nowadays, um, there was no time limit. So you can really, uh, you can really see uh, this methodology or this kind of uh, strategy work itself out like very well. Um, but it can still work out in like these things, like say MMA, where you have five minute rounds. Uh, you can still be fatiguing the person, still staying on top of them, still uh, annoying them, like with by peppering peppering them with all these little little uh, rabbit punches, right? So if you're on the bottom, right? So how we saw in the fight right now, it's like um, ultimately, you know, like there, uh, it, there was no real knockout, right? But it was just like it was. It is like a repeated blows, repeated blows, and the person on bottom couldn't get out, right? So when you can't get out, they say you can't defend yourself intelligently. So then the referee has to stop the fight because you're 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 going to lose, and it's also um, it shows that um, uh, they don't want to they don't want to prolong the your suffering anymore, right? Um. All right. So with that being said, let's go ahead and get to some of your questions. I think you guys are already um, asking questions here. All right. Well, hello to Shahid Kapoor and hello to Ripper Catch Wrestling. Um, so let's see what you got. Have I ever wrestled with a girl? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I train a lot of women. I think you see, um, you see I try to bring some of them on, on, our, on my channel. Um, so yeah, I train a lot and, uh, a lot of different women for different types of competition, a lot of times for MMA or different grappling. So yeah, yeah. So happy to, happy to train, happy to train anybody, really anybody who wants to learn. Um, I'm happy. I'm here for you. Okay. All right. Uh, Shahid, five dangerous women wrestlers names. Um, I don't know. I mean, um, depends. Are we talking about grappling or real wrestling? If we're talking about freestyle wrestling, I really like um, my, my uh, one of <laughs> someone who I think is really nice, um, Adeline Gray. Uh, she's really nice and she's tough and she's very very strong, and, but very nice. And I had a chance to even meet her dad. So everyone's just so nice in their family. So. Um, I really like her a lot, and I hope she does well in Tokyo. Um, all right. Takero Man, thoughts on Valentina's ground game displayed at UFC uh, 261. Do you think she used any catch wrestling principles? Would consider what she was doing as pinning. I guess you came late, Takero Man, <laughs> because I spent the whole first, what, uh, 14 minutes Talking about that, so yeah, of course. Um, uh, since they're more upright, it's more judo-like. Um, still, wrestle. I would still consider it wrestling, um, but uh, Valentina does, I, I believe, according at least to her Wikipedia page, I believe she's like a black belt in judo. So um, you probably have to give judo a nod there, at least an honorable mention. But the thing is, uh, once they got down to the ground uh it's all pinning right uh judo does kind of have that aspect right where they talk about showing the dominant like the kind of a, a longer period of, of pinning uh, or at least keeping someone down uh when they're on when they're in competition in judo competition so yeah but it's still pinning right uh so yes of course of course 
Uh, also, Takero Man 91, what kind of drills or solo work do you do for grappling? Um, a lot of times uh, you can do, uh, if you were, if you were a member uh, of the CWA Academy, I put up some videos there for people who've been there for a while to do uh, different types of drills that they can do. It's a little bit difficult to show uh, right, right here, right now, uh, but there's a lot of different uh, movement drills that you can be doing, but then also uh, different types of exercises that you can do as well, right? So still, I would think even with regards to something I can show you right now that it's actually very helpful is uh, some some workout or at least like some kind of exercise or common exercises that you can be doing. And actually, one of the things is like the lat pull down. You know, are you um, if you're at a gym and they have like a cable machine or you pull a bar down right? That's actually really good. Or if you do pull-ups, like that type of thing is really good. Or rows, right? So anything where you're pulling something to you. So what the reason why they're, they're different, the reason why I mentioned these two in particular, so it's like just think anything you're pulling back this way, it's actually a different plane, right? So pulling horizontally towards you or pulling down, like so from up to down is also very important because when you're wrestling, you're really actually coming forward and you're reaching out and pulling this way. So that would actually be mimicking that lat pull down movement. Uh, or if you're kind of more facing each other, you're grabbing the person and then you're pulling towards you, right? So these types of things happen a lot in wrestling. You're, gra you're reaching, grabbing, and then kind of pulling in, right? So uh, any type of, and then these are the, and unfortunately and working out a lot of guys in the gym, uh, they only want to do like, they want big pecs or whatever. So they're just, they're pushing. They're pushing, right? Uh, with they're pushing more than pulling. But when you're actually uh, in competition or you're sparring or whatever, you're actually pulling more than pushing. So that's why I want to emphasize the pulls because a lot of times they they get neglected. Uh, everyone wants to do the the push-ups and uh, bench press and all that. Um, but in wrestling, you don't necessarily want to be pushing someone away. Right. You actually want to be, especially in catch wrestling, the, the whole mentality is like pulling someone in right, and taking them down or uh, not necessarily running from them. But you, but you see in modern wrestling a lot of running or stalling and all these types of things because it's, it's become a point game. right? So say if you, if you get all these points, then uh, you can keep your distance and uh, just wait out the end of the match and then you've won. Right? So, you, so there's that whole distance thing. Catch wrestling, uh, you might because there's no points, right? Then you can totally like just like go. We call it like a leg dive. Just throw yourself in there, right? If you're if you're good, who cares if you're on the bottom? You'll be able to wrestle your way out, right? So that's that's the difference. So you you get in there, right? With catch wrestling, that's kind of the mentality, more so than just like stalling, keeping the person at a distance, right? Kind of pushing away. No, it's more pulling in. All right, so uh, those types of exercises are are, are what you want to be doing, All right? Let's see. So let's get, well, you guys are asking a lot of questions. Okay, so let me scroll back here. Uh, oh, actually, a lot of questions came. I got to go back a little ways here. Um, uh, let me see. What's your name? Wes Pozo, uh, 
what is your favorite attack on an opponent's arm, straight arm bar? So usually I start off with um, a double wrist lock position, right? So what people consider Kimura, or, or I hear so many people call it Kimura trap nowadays. Um, Kimura trap. Right? So you Kimura trap them. And uh, a lot of times if they resist, especially with, if it's a higher level person, they're going to know all these types of counters to your Kimura or your double wrist lock. Uh, so they're going to be fighting, right? So a lot of times you got to ride them out. Uh, and quite often I end up uh, going from that, that double wrist lock position to a straight arm bar position. So, uh, so I guess that's why that has become my favorite submission because I, I get it a lot because especially because um, people are, are thinking um, like they're thinking, they're thinking of that Kimura trap or they're thinking of like that, the finish from there. So they're defending that. And then all of a sudden when their arm get, gets extended, um, that, that is like very surprising to them. Okay. Takero man 91. Do you use a notebook to work on your training? How do you organize or strategize for your own grappling game? Um, kind of like what I was saying earlier, where uh, you got to be thinking about the types of movements you do. So th then you can figure out how you can strengthen that or those those types of movements. So you realize that in, in grappling, you're actually more forward, like you're crouched down and you're reaching forward. So that, so say if I'm, if I'm like this and then I, I come back, um, that means I'm actually kind of, I'm more like my arm is up like this. So if I'm, if I'm pulling a person to me, what movement is this? This is actually like a lat pull down type movement or a pull up, right? All right. So you got to be strengthening those types of movements um, to make your, to make it easier for you to implement your techniques. All right. So you strengthen, you do those types of strengthening things. Um, later on, like you won't necessarily need a notebook, but you totally can. It helps a lot of people. You know, many years ago, I did keep kind of like a journal of like how much weight I was lifting and this and that. But um, um, I don't, I guess I, do, I feel like I don't need it anymore. I just kind of know, or kind of figured out some things that uh, work for me. So just try to find out what works for you and uh, implement that. So think about the things that you're, the movements you're, type, you're kind of doing and try to strengthen those, you know, of course, squats and stuff. So good. Um, so think about those things and make sure you're stretching, of course. Um, okay. So S Brian, what is the best way to break the jujitsu guard with catch wrestling? Do you try leg attacks or try to pass the guard? Quite often I will try to pass the guard more than, um, more than, uh, leg locks. Um, we totally can. It, it, it's almost like it depends on how easy I think the person is, or not easy, but like how advanced they are with leg locks. Um, I used to spar all the time at like Tenth Planet with with some of their more advanced people. So, uh, like then I would just I would focus on passing their guard more than trying to leg lock them because uh, they they're really good at escaping the leg locks. So or they're really comfortable with it so then they'll recognize if someone tries to put it on so then they'll try to defend against it right or they'll try to escape before you can really lock it in so um that's one of the things that um, i would say it's kind of depending on um who you're going up against but 
really, I think it's a real, you should really be thinking about pinning ultimately, you know, controlling the person more so than some of the leg lock stuff. But yeah, all the leg locks are good. And like, if you feel comfortable, go ahead and go for that. But try to stay on top. So try not to give up your, um, uh, like, try not to pin yourself, right? All right. So 357 Kill Bill was the closed guard and submissions from the bottom found in old catch wrestling. Um, yeah, they call it body scissors. So yes, your answer to your question is yes. But the thing is, it wasn't like what what's happening in jiu-jitsu today because of the pin, right? And uh, I think they correctly realized that, you know, being on the bottom isn't the best thing, right? It's not the best not the best place to be, so they would get out, right? But yeah, there's a lot of, um, so they would go, basically, if you want to think about it, if you ended up in body scissors or you try to get the person over to their side, try to get on top of them, or you try to get out from underneath, but um, going to turtle or stuff like that to set up counters, that's more of the, the way. Okay, Takero Man. Do you think body types play a role in grappling? Should a lanky or stocky person focus on different types of games? Yeah, like um, a tall person has to wrestle tall, right? So um, um, I know like Roy Wood, who was uh, who is the, the coach at the Snake Pit Wigan. Um, he, he is a taller man, so uh, he does all kinds of stuff with his legs because his legs are longer. So he does, he sets up these kind of leg uh, hip locks and stuff like that. Um, or even a lot of the headlock takedowns and stuff like that because he's taller. So, so if he's going up against a, an opponent that's shorter than him, a lot of times the opponents like their head are in his chest, right? So then he sets up like headlock takedowns. Um, when he gets a person on the ground, uh, he can set up like different types of leg entanglements. So a lot of hip locks, uh, different things like that because his legs are longer. So you can, if you're a taller person, uh, you can try to figure out uh, these types of, like wrestling for tall people kind of, you know, so it doesn't mean that you can't do it, right? Because I think quite often, I've heard also where people are saying like, oh, wrestling might be for a shorter person or something, but um, you know, if you're tall, you can still do it. If you like wrestling, go for it. Right? <laughs> There's just different things that will probably probably work better for a taller body. Yeah. Do I have a West Pozo? Do you, do you have a name of any old catch wrestling books um, with photographs? Not off the top of my head, but there is a video of an old match with Luthez on YouTube that you can find. So, uh, there's an old, it's a pro wrestling match, of course. So uh, take it with a grain of salt, but there's a, Luthez shows um, how when someone gets the body scissors, they're basically closed guard, right? How he gets out, he does like the step over, uh, but you can see it in action. It looks pretty cool. So just look up Luthez and check out a bunch of his, um, uh, a bunch of his pro wrestling matches. So you can, act, you can see it in real life, you can see it in action, right? Um, instead of just a book. Uh, let me see. 
Takero man, is strength important for grappling or is technique the most important thing when it comes to grappling? Um, ultimately, technique, I believe, would be the most important, but you got to blend in the strength and conditioning. Otherwise, you're going to get too tired to even use your techniques. Right? So you got to be doing all, all the, the different components. So just think there are different components to actually even in, even in fitness, health and fitness, since I've worked in health and fitness for the longest time, there are different components to just to general uh, physical fitness. So there's the strength, right? So lifting weights or whatever, then the, the endurance, right? The conditioning. So that's like the cardiovascular endurance. So like doing cardio, right? So they're two different things. And then also flexibility, right? So the more flexible your joints are, uh, the less likely you are to get injured. But then also the more strong you are, the more stable your joints can be. So then that, that again, also decreases your chances of injury. Um, so those are all considered parts of the whole pie, right? So then you got to be blending the techniques plus the strength and conditioning, flexibility training, uh, trying not to eat so much junk food and all that, like, because um, that also uh, is taxing on your body. So you, you want to be light, right? So you want to, um, you don't want to drag down your body when, it's, when, you, when you need it to be performing for you, right? That's the worst thing where it's like, you, uh, you're not drinking enough or you're not hydrated enough. And then while you're grappling, then you you get a cramp or something like that. That's, that's, that's really annoying. Um, uh, Takero man again, does catch wrestling borrow anything from other styles of grappling? Yes, of course. Um, as it evolved over actually quite a long time, quite, quite, um, uh, like, you know, like it was a, a regional style in Northern England and uh, it had many influences. So a lot of times uh, it seems like more influences came from uh, Europe than any other way or any other uh, uh, places. So like there was waves of immigration across Europe uh, from like mainland Europe. So to that area, uh, those seems to have a lot of, a lot of, uh, effects or at least a lot of uh, influence right um so yes of course of course uh, any upcoming catch wrestling events yeah hopefully so los angeles um we are doing quite well with covid actually uh, california in, in general even though we have such a large population uh we're doing really great a lot of people are vaccinated and uh, um, a lot of people are actually like wearing masks and stuff. So uh, we're, we just, we came in number two, I guess, over the weekend with um, least amounts of new cases and stuff like that. So Hawaii beat us. Um, so good for them right now, but also good for us because like now our movie theaters are open and uh, a lot of restaurants are open and stuff where um, you can sit inside and um, less, very low chance of catching COVID. So um, we should be able to have events coming up pretty soon. So let's see, let's see what, what we can do. And hopefully we can get something going on here in LA really quickly, like really soon, but let's, uh, 
let's uh, just be careful about it. But we should be able to do something pretty soon. Do I use the massage gun for recovery? No, I don't even have one. I try to stretch and, uh, uh, yeah, try, <laughs> try to eat a lot of vegetables. Uh, Takero Man, what are some of your favorite martial arts gyms that you have visited? Uh, anything that does nogi. Any nogi gym I like. All right, so uh, here in LA, we, uh, we have a lot of uh, 10th Planet gyms. It's kind of funny. Yeah, we have the headquarters. We have uh, uh, West LA. We have Pasadena. We have uh, some in the Valley. So um, we, have a, we have a lot of 10th Planet. Uh, maybe it would be cool. In San Diego, there's like what, Atos. Um, so, but I don't know how if they do nogi all the time. But anyway, you, you know that Tenth Planet does no gi all the time because they don't do gi at all. So anything that offers no gi, what happens is here in LA, like uh, like a lot of gyms for some reason, they just really focus on gi. So maybe they'll have like one or two no gi classes per week, which is this is not enough, not enough. But I guess that gi is just that popular that. You know, they still, or they, it, it must be that popular because uh, they don't focus on anything else. Uh, does Takero Man, does catch wrestling have a systematic approach? Of course, of course. Who, Takero Man, who would you consider to be a grappling mentor of? So a grappling mentor of mine, of course, like Roy Wood, uh, John Strickland, right? Um, two actual uh, catch wrestling coaches with catch wrestling lineage. Uh, you can't get any higher level than Roy Wood or, or John Strickland. So enlightened spirit. Coach Raul, I see you. Okay, who are you in Lane Spirit? <laughs> um, give me your name. All I see is your handle, so I don't know. I don't know who who you are in particular, but uh, happy happy you see me. <laughs> uh, I'm not quite sure who you are. I can't see your that your your thumbnail is really small on this screen. But thanks for being here in Enlightened Spirit. All right, so go ahead and keep asking your questions. Um, but yeah, ultimately, yeah, the oh, George. All right, so oh, cool. So Enlightened Spirit is George. So George actually is a newer student of mine. Uh, he trains at uh, Fight Science MMA. Um, yeah, welcome, welcome, George. Yeah, you might see George uh, in some of our upcoming. Um, like technique videos, so you'll you'll see him soon enough, right? Because he's a regular student. He's a good student because he he comes regularly, right? So he has to he has to get better, right? So so thanks for being here, George. All right, so keep asking questions. Um, Takero man, 
do you speak any other languages? Uh, yes, I can speak Spanish and Mandarin. So that's why I go to like Singapore and China. Um, we have a, if you guys are on, if you guys are on social media in China, like Weibo, uh, we have, we have social media in Chinese. Um, S. Brian, how do your online lessons work? So what we do for our, it's called Catch Wrestling Alliance Academy or CWA Academy. That basically works by you sign up and then you get access to um, all these lessons or the courses. So they're divided up, divided up into different subjects, right? And um, so in the, like the initial offering, uh, you will get uh, a few different courses or two fundamentals courses that I require you to be proficient at. And I would want you to send in your videos of you doing those techniques before you get access to more advanced stuff. But you do get a relatively advanced course all, also there uh, from my buddy, John Strickland who I mentioned earlier as being one of the legit and more high-level coaches that you can find uh, anywhere in the world. So there is a course there from his time here in LA. Um, and different. So basically there's a few different offerings there to kind of get you uh, better oriented to catch wrestling. Uh, and then once you become proficient in the fundamentals, then you get access to more advanced courses. And then, but I want it to be like, I want you to be like good, like proficient. And so then it's not just going to be like, Oh, you just do, you just submit all the videos for all these different, these, these different techniques and that's it. And I really want to be seeing you applying these things. I, 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 so once you finish like the, the, the initial courses and I, you know, I give you access to more, I want to also be seeing you sparring, uh, training, you know, so that, um, you can um, so that I, I know that you're you're understanding it because also too that I've seen some people where it's like we get uh, you get inundated by all these types of weird we call them like show holds or so that people are teaching all kinds of random stuff that's like a really low percentage um, hold right and then people are thinking they can do all these kinds of submission chains and stuff like that. But when you're grappling with a higher level person or even a good wrestler, right? That does, they might not know submissions, but they're good at the wrestling fundamentals. They can get out of a lot of these things. So you're not going to be able to do all these kinds of submission chains or different weird things that are actually low percentage in real grappling. So um, that's why I want you to get, a, I want to see that you have a good understanding of what catch wrestling is and you're applying these principles, right? So then you can move up more and more. All right. So that, that's basically how the online lessons work, right? And hopefully then, you know, wherever you are, we can try to work together. Uh, maybe, you know, if, any, if you or, or you start training other people, um, uh, if they want to be competing, you know, that, that's one of the things we'd really like to just build, um, like, uh, a larger pool of authentic catch wrestlers. 357 Kill Bill, do you offer affiliation? Yeah, so the people who pass these courses uh, would be affiliates. So they'd be, you know, so it'd be like level one, you know, like they, 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 they have, have shown proficiency, and then we have level two, three, and four.
All right. Takero man. Mandarin. How cool. I'm trying to learn Japanese right now. I also speak Spanish. Cool. Yeah, keep it up. You got to really be、uh, working these languages out. It, it's just like、uh, working out your muscle, right? You,、um, you got to just really immerse yourself in whatever language you, you want to learn. Japanese is pretty cool because、uh, if you watch anime and stuff, <laughs> you can see it in the original language. All right. Takero man, who would you put on your catch wrestling Mount Rushmore? Hmm. I don't know. Maybe、uh, Farmer Burns,、uh, Tom Connors,、um, uh, Billy Riley. Right. How many people were on Mount Rushmore? <laughs> Is it four or five? Anyway, but、um, yeah, a lot of these,、uh, I think a lot of people don't,、uh, maybe through marketing and stuff, a lot of times they don't know some of the great American wrestlers. But we had a few. We had a, we have some really great people. So、uh, that's one of the things I, I also want to try to promote or at least like let people know about. That's why I also、uh, talk about Farmer Burns and stuff like that,、um, or people like him. Uh, because it seems as though maybe sometimes the, the Europeans get a little bit more like, get a little bit more love, right?、Um, so, yeah, definitely put people like that, like Farmer Burns up there. All right. So, keep asking your questions. Thanks, everyone, for watching. So, the main point again was、uh, how <clears throat> wrestling, and even so, in this case, judo. A mix of、uh, Shevchenko's judo and wrestling won her her latest MMA match against Andrade. And so,、uh, like, just how dominant was that, right? You got a judo takedown. So, you got someone upright. So, I consider those kinds of takedowns like maybe a little more judo like, even though we have those takedowns in, in catch wrestling as well. And so, when you end up landing on the person, you land on top. And most of the time, you actually end up past their guard. So, like what we saw at the end of the match, and um, um, just pinning, right? Pinning was the main thing that、uh, made it so that Shevchenko could just stay on top, did this kind of mounted crucifix, and pounded her out. It was, it was pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. All right, Daniel. Uh, what's up, Cooch? COVID put a pause on my catch. Hope to see you soon. Yeah, hope to see you, hope to see you soon, Daniel.、Um, yeah, COVID put a pause on like so much. Right, but、um, yeah, things seem to be coming back.、Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right, so any other questions, go ahead and feel free to ask. Thank you, thank you so much, everybody, for asking. There's a lot of, a lot of questions, so it's cool, really cool. Happy to be here for you guys.、Um, let me see. Takero Man, could you make a video about the history of catch wrestling?、Um, yeah, yeah, we actually we, I did one interview with Robbie Burroughs. Um, where we talk about that.、Um, so that's, that was like a, probably a couple months ago now, but you can check out that interview. We talk about that. All right. Let me see who else is there. 
Oh, MD asking about Kerr and Jacobs. We don't work together, so I don't know. And we haven't we haven't worked together in years. So you'd have to ask. You'd have to ask whoever he's working with. All right. Any other questions? No. Uh, S. Brian, um, would something like peekaboo boxing work well in combination with catch wrestling? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, even Billy Robinson thought boxing was a great combination with um, with catch wrestling. I think uh, personally, I think. Chinese kickboxing and you know, sanda works even better because it has a uh, takedown component in it already. So you have this great combination of striking that leads to takedowns. Um, so um, I, I think that's even better than just boxing because like the punches are almost like how we were talking about earlier where you're working out and you're doing pushing, right? So you can think push punches are like pushing. So you're, you're, you're doing damage, but you're also keeping the person at a distance. And then you don't uh, end up grappling with them that much. If you can get a knockout, great. Um, but the thing is, if you want to show off your grappling, then you got to get good at catching them or you know getting a hold of them while you're striking. So uh, I think Sanda does a way better job at that. So that that's why uh, that's why that's my opinion. Takero man, how long have you been doing catch wrestling for? Yeah, over 10 years. Uh, 357 Kill Bill. Any plans to bring more Sanda? Oh, sorry, you guys. Okay, hold on. The, it's moving quick. Okay, so any plans to bring more Sanda in your programs? It's hard to find. Okay, yeah, we do have a course right now on our website that um, is, it shows a lot of Sanda takedowns. So it's like basically a lot of takedowns in an MMA situation or, or a, a Sanda situation, a kickboxing situation. So we have that course up there. Uh, we also have another YouTube channel where I put a lot of the kickboxing stuff on there that has some of the Sanda stuff. So that's called Kung Fu Culture. So uh, Kung Fu with a K, you know, K-U-N-G, F-U, and then culture is spelt with a K. Right, so kung fu culture. So you can check that one out. Uh, we try to put some of the more kickboxing stuff on there. We'll try to add more stuff, uh, especially since uh, the the other fight that happened that was uh, a pretty big news uh, over the weekend was the Zhang Wei Li fight, where she ended up getting knocked out by a head kick. Um, so we'll probably talk about that or do videos about that. Okay, enlightened spirit. Why do so many gyms not want to teach their beginner students leg locks? Wouldn't teaching them leg locks as a beginner make them more aware of the pros and cons of those grappling moves? Uh, yes. Yes. And um, it's kind of funny that I think there was some meme going around where it's like a picture from that old TV show called Little House on the Prairie. It was like a family picture, like a family portrait where people are dressed up in clothes from, you know, so long ago. And uh, and it, I think it says where it's like this is how your jujitsu school looks when you don't teach leg locks or something where you look like so antiquated, right? So old fashioned. Um, yeah, yeah. It's it's unfortunate because then like I've seen because I've, I've worked at different MMA or different jujitsu gyms, and it's like people are teaching almost like 
they're almost teaching a leg lock right you, you get you set up the the leg entanglement position but then they use it to stand back up or they, they use it to kind of get out from underneath and where they could they could but they don't show like so that would be all well and good you, you show people different options right but they're not showing them the leg lock option so it's really bizarre sometimes like how some instructors will go out of their way to not show leg locks like where it's like you almost you take you show the student almost everything except the leg lock so it, it so i've been in these really bizarre classes so i think that's i i don't think it's good i think you should show uh and I, at least in say like in my classes i try to show uh different variations and stuff of, of what could happen all right so um, i believe that people should get an understanding of leg locks it's true that you know like everything's dangerous every technique is kind of dangerous so um you know i just gotta uh make sure your students are aware you know of the dangers and you gotta you gotta teach them right you gotta teach them well and just know that accidents will still happen but it's okay right um does catch wrestling have a bottom game of course of course it does and i even have a whole uh, video series i think it's like four videos where it's of course it's not everything but you can look um look on our channel uh see at least on youtube look on our channel and uh there's a wrestling from catch wrestling from bottom playlist i put one up because uh so many people ask that question so it's just a few techniques from bottom but um you know it's at least to give you an idea Oh, of yeah, yeah, yeah. Did catch did a catch wrestler from the past ever challenge other martial arts? Of course, that's why catch wrestling uh, still survives today. So not only did Sakuraba beat all the Gracies, but that's more modern, right? But in the past, so there's all these challenges too. There was even um, catch wrestling matches what, for President Teddy Roosevelt and all that, where he would have uh, people come in and, especially like. Uh, like Japanese judo people come in to have matches against American catch wrestlers. And uh, yes, of course, of course, there's a, a long history of that. Is Luta Libre and catch wrestling related or connected? Yes, they are. Uh, but they are, they kind of evolved away from each other. Uh, there's not much of an emphasis on pins. So yeah, they uh, they are different. All right. Okay, so we're nearing kind of like the hour mark. So I'll go ahead and let you guys get a rest from my my voice. <laughs> Hopefully, you guys uh, kind of understood my point about uh, you know like the whole pin, really being good at takedowns, um, how that can lead to winning. Right. So even what John Danaher few months ago I was talking about pins and stuff like that and how good they are and um, how effective how like that they are an effective tool for you in grappling so uh, and, and and we see you know in the MMA it's also a very effective tool right so with that being said I'll go ahead and uh, say goodbye feel free to become a member of this channel it helps us out um, but yeah let's keep real wrestling alive thank you for watching